Hello and welcome to episode five of the Town Social. We have literally an hour ago just recorded this podcast and now we're having to re-record it because Danny and Nicky Cowley have been sacked um, in, in quite bonkers circumstances. My name's Greg Mara. Joining me is Ian Kilroy, Cam Pope and, and Gaz Kate, who thank you all for coming on at very short notice. And uh, uh, sorry to Thomas Furbank. We are safe. And we have just sacked the Cowleys. I cannot fucking describe my emotions. It's what the actual fuck is going on with this football club. It's a joke. Jesus well, that, Christ. That, that was my reaction. Um, I had a text from, I'm, I'm, after recording the podcast, I've decided to come out and enjoy the sunshine. Um, and I got a text from my son telling me that they've been sacked. At first, I thought it was from a spoof Twitter account. So I went and checked for myself, only to find that, in fact, yes, the world has gone completely fucking bonkers and, and the Cowleys have, have left the building. I just, I don't, where do you go with that? Mind, mind-boggling. I, I, honestly, I mean, we had a chat and, and after, after a podcast and we, we just thought, it, you know, the entire podcast we just recorded is literally looking ahead to, uh, to next season in bits about what the Cowleys are going to bring to the door. Or bring to the table, and now that they've bolted, that they're out the door, and you know the the explanation from the club is uh, two different visions. There's no applicants, so, so town have uh, obviously tapped someone up. But I just I feel for the two guys. I feel for them. Do you know what? I really hope they go on to something. I hope they get uh, some championship job, maybe the vacant Bristol City post, anything like that. Just something because they deserve better than what we've given them. This is, I without knowing. Any any of the details. If we've pissed this up the wall, like we've pissed all the good things that have come to us over the last two years, like this is unforgivable. You, I, I don't, I, I, I don't understand this circus, this drama that has followed us round at the moment. Just when we look like we're coming to the end of a, a successful season, where we've clawed ourselves out of the mire again because of those two men, because of those two men who started, who started this season basically with everyone else in a nine-game head start, and they've put us comfortable with a game to spare. I don't understand what is going on. This is completely out of the left field. And even in the most Huddersfield Town environments of Huddersfield Town worlds, how has this been? How has this been allowed to happen? How has this been allowed to happen? I am fucking disgusted. I, I, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't understand any of it. We've, we are likely to finish in the best position we've had by one season in this division in the last 20-odd years. It's fucking disgraceful. How can we pride ourselves and sell our new chairman coming and saying, I went out and got the two guys in I fucking wanted to bring in. I went back and back and back and back to get them in. They're amazing. They're exactly what we want at this club. They come in. They turn our fucking season around. We achieve something that I don't think many other managers could have done, which was survival with a game to spare. And then we fucked them off. And we've not just fucked them off, have we? We fucked them off. After winning a game on Friday that was just many people unwinnable, they didn't think we'd be able to do it. And we already had a guy coming in. We've already decided who we want to come in. It's fucking disgusting. It's a U-turn as bad as a Simpson contract nonsense that we had to deal with. Now they've gone behind the back of two people they've put all their faith in and spoken all the time about how proud they are that they got them in. And they've gone and got somebody else behind their back. I've lost faith with the club. I, I just, I just... It's a circus. We've spoke about this for how long? 
we've this is now our fifth episode that we've recorded twice and from the off we're saying it's been a fucking joke from the off it gets worse by the week how can we win a game like friday stay up and then do this two days later the fucking joke of a club is it i'm, I'm lost for words i'm lost for hope and, and until the club changes and already it's the people in charge that i now want to change i'm losing interest this has just taken all the shine, all the shine off a memorable result, something that was going to live long in the memory, a beautiful moment, has just been completely tarnished. We, if it, if, I'm speechless. I, do, I, I don't <laughs> understand. I am so... I, I don't even know where we go from here. You know, we, I don't know who we think we are and how we can act the way that we do. We've just clawed ourselves out of the biggest relegation battle um, from this level that we have faced in... In near on 20 years, this is even worse than the Barnsley time. I thought we were really, really done for at times in this. Most two men have dragged this out on a squad, on the bare bones of a squad that's come from mismanagement, chronic mismanagement over the last two years. We have so much to thank them for, and we had so much to look forward to. And then this isn't even... And then we've got someone else in, lined up in the background. If anyone could see like, just how much it meant to them, and I know there's been people with criticisms of the Cowleys and their approach at certain times, but no one can, can knock with that. Look at the form table. They've come in. They've got us results. They've got us to where we are. They masterminded that West Brom game. It meant so much to them. Just looking like Jonas Lossel running 60 yards when that second goal went in to jump on Danny and Mickey Cowley. That's a bond between players. They know that these lads are something special. That meant something to them. You can hear them shouting and contesting for every single ball. They cared about this football club. And if they didn't care about this football club, we wouldn't be in this division anymore. We wouldn't be having this conversation. We'd be preparing for life in League One. And to turf that, them out as soon as we've just we've, we've, we've tapped them for their results, we've tapped them for their knowledge, and, and, and they've got to save, and just bin them off for the next guy. I just, I'm I, without knowing the details, I find it deplorable. No, I'm trying to rationalise it in my head while you guys are talking. And, uh, you know, clearly whoever they've got lined up was only coming if we were a championship club. So that, that's clear, num- clear number one. Uh, I think the other thing is, uh, uh, my worry is that somebody is telling Phil that these players we've got, the players we talked about when we recorded the pod earlier, who cost tens of millions of pounds, that actually their poor poor performances and form are mismanagement. It's not down to the individuals. The individuals are good enough. And Phil, that's something Phil wants to hear. Phil doesn't want to burn 50 million quid. Burning two million on getting rid of Danny and Nicky and bringing somebody else in feels more attractive than binning fifty million quid. I, I mean, I, I'm I'm desperate trying to think of a way to to rationalise this. Phil's coming for some stick over the last few months. Some of it deserved with his his poorly timed communication and the quality of his communication. But you know, if he's not careful, he's going to get a reputation of, of of being an egomaniac. And when your club starts to be run by an egomaniac, what you end up with is is dross. Dross, dross players and dross management. It's mental. Absolute fucking mental. The thing is, how can you blame just the Cowleys for that though, guys? Because like, the fucking, Wagner was here. They didn't perform for him. Sidework came in. They didn't perform for him. Cowleys are in. They got rid of him because they didn't perform for them, but they still got results. And at the end of all that, they fucking sacked them before we even finished yeah. the season because you don't line a guy up to come in straight away two days after surviving unless you'd planned it ages ago. This is deceiving it's it's sending more message to the fans through all these interviews that Matt Devlin's done, all this stuff uh, Hodgkinson said on, on, on Takes That Chance, on, on, on podcast appearances they've done. 
and to be honest, to be honest, at the time when it, when he came out talking about it, it was semi questioning the performance of the team under the style that the managers were portraying. It did feel a little bit weird, and we spoke about that again in the podcast. That probably won't be released because it's now in the bin after we were all so excited about the Cowleys bringing in players to suit the system that they'd want to implement Town to have next season in a hopefully successful championship season, which obviously now isn't going to happen. Um, but but all of a sudden, it's just the circus continues and there's not much in football anymore that baffles me. There isn't. We've seen everything. We've seen people come in at Wigan that, that, that apparently have bet on somebody to get relegated. So then enter administration to, to get relegated. We've had Bury. Somebody's bought the club without any money just to sell it. Like, there's all sorts of crap that's gone on. And just when you think, we're pretty all right. It can't, it can't get worse. We've got Dean Oyle taking all his money back that he's loaned to the club that, while legal, was something we didn't expect. Now we've got the managers that the chairman set his personal like brand on, that they were what we wanted, have now been sent, not by mutual term, like not, not a mutual decision either. We, we see that all the time. Managers leave and it's we came to the agreement that it wasn't, it wasn't the thing. They've been sacked. The club have said he's been sacked. It's inexcusable. It's fucking disgusting. And until we get a, an actual interview with the club, not, not a shitty little statement released on the website on a Sunday at two o'clock when everyone's having the dinner so they don't see it, I won't accept it. I'll pretend it hasn't happened. I'm, I'm lost for words and that doesn't happen very often with me. In the short term, this is, this is probably a key point. Who the fuck would sign for Huddersfield Town Football Club right now? You saw it with the Danny Simpson saga, you know, being promised something that wasn't delivered on and trying to bring morality into the point. And now you've got the Cowleys who have done a good job. You know, people can whinge and moan and, you know, the comments about over my dead body, etc. And some fans jumped on him. But, you know, even I took the piss out of him for that. You know, it's not something you should do. But he did it because he believed in himself. Those comments were made. If you've sat your managers, what proposition are Huddersfield Town going to give you when you see mismanagement of a football club? They're not going to want to come here. People we've lined up are probably looking at us right now going, if there's another club in the championship, they look a bit more stable. They look a bit more safe. You know, I'm genuinely, like, I'm just shocked. Of all the managers, even when Lee Clark got sacked, it was understandable because, you know, we were playing shit and we were so negative. But this is fucking deplorable. This is, this is, this is awful. This is, if somebody made this decision in the company that I've worked before, I'd be looking and going, I think I should be working elsewhere myself. And I'm sure the players are. Well, what must, what must be going through their minds? What must be going on in their heads? In the most uncertain of uncertain seasons, this blows everything we, we knew and everything we thought we knew about the summer and how big it was going to be and the recruitment and the drive and the type of play we were looking for. We had a bit of a future. We had what looked like a steady grounding, all from that result against West Brom, and now it's just been blown away. Where, where does this lead the players in this? How are we going to have someone who's... We, we, we don't have a game plan coming into the biggest summer we've had since leaving the Premier League. We don't have a, the biggest transfer window since leaving the Premier League. We don't have a game plan. We don't have a game plan because there's no one to orchestrate it. I don't understand what, who's pulling the strings. I don't understand 
the direction of this. And, and I think, like we said, I think, like Ian said, the, the wording of the statement is telling. It's not parted by mutual consent. It's sacked. And they, they deserved better. They, they deserved so much better. And so... Uh, uh, what sort of, sorry, Cam, go on, Cam. I was just saying, what, quite right. What sort of... Who's going to look at... We look like a shambles now. We look like not even a small town club. We look like a village pub team with the, the organisation that's gone into this. I mean, where, where, where do we take this from here now? Who, who can we attract? Well, I guess we'll find out who they've attracted pretty soon, won't we? Um, I, I just... I was I don't know Dean personally, but I do know somebody that knows Dean very well. Uh, and Dean openly admits that when he first took over the chairmanship and they brought Lee in, and there was Derek Fazakali and, and Terry McDermott and, and Steve Black and all of these people around the club. You know, they loved all that. They loved all the stories of how they used to play with Brian Robson and England Caps and all of that. And, and Dean was influenced by that. And I'm worried that, that Phil's in the same boat. Um, I wonder if there's a power struggle. You know, Nicky and, and Danny were very clear when they came. They want the control of all first-team affairs. You know, we brought a new CEO in who you know, came from Brentford who played the money ball routine, didn't they? You know, I, I, and my worry is, is that Phil's decided that Danny and Nicky being in charge of first-team affairs isn't what he wants. He's clearly made that view plain to him, and they've said, well, you can stick it where the sun don't shine. I mean, this, this is a massive gamble beyond all gambles. We're going to our last year of full parachute payments and he's basically gambled the family silver now as Phil. If this doesn't work, we could be in massive trouble. I mean, well, we've got I, nothing I left, though. No, we've got nothing left, Cam. Like, we've got nothing. We've got a new CEO. The head of football operations was the old head of our academy, which we kind of don't have anymore. Who's left? What, what infrastructure have we got? We got to promote to the Premier League. We're going to have a massive Huddersfield Town infrastructure. We're going to benefit from this season or two in the Premier League forevermore. And look at what we've got. We've got nothing. Absolutely nothing. It's a shell of a club. We've got players that are overpaid. We've got players that we paid far too much for that are now worth fuck all. We don't have managers. We're not going to be able to attract anyone decent. Or if we are, they're coming in on the back of fucking somebody else off, right? Is that the type of guy you want in? Somebody willing to come in to replace somebody who's done a job? That's not attractive to me. I don't understand how they could attract anybody great. Obviously, we've got to wait to see who it is. Um, but the entire thing just seems so baffling. And now we are left with nothing. Nothing. Mark Devlin, Lee Brombe, Mark Hudson's still knocking around. Probably he'll take Millwall for a game. That's what we have left of a Premier League club. That's what we have. That, 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 that's the football impetus, the football DNA, the football culture, the working class club we have. Those three people left. We're literally yeah. like, we're like that bloke who won the lottery, £13 million and pissed it all away. We are literally that bloke. And it shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't. And we said it in a couple of podcasts ago, and, uh, but Cam made the point of that it didn't appear to be our club anymore. And it doesn't appear to be our club anymore. Because who in their right mind as a town fan would have made that decision? You know, I, 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 I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit torn because I remember slagging Southampton off when they sat Atkins and they brought Pochettino in and there was a definite vision there because the way that club is run, they've got a, an overarching recruitment kind of. They had Les Reed, Ross Wilson's out there, I think, and they were making a decision based on this, this person could take the club forward. But the Cowboys have proven that they can take us forward. And They've taken it, everyone forward. Exactly. And, and do you know what I think it is? 
I think it's because they weren't yes men. And it, it has to be because it's yes men who. I just, I, honestly, I, we've all worked with them kind of people. Whatever job we've done, you get yes men and they always, you know, crawl into really good jobs. You know, Cowley's here who were, you know, when they came in, they said, we don't want that recruitment kind of the Olaf Rebbe kind of style of uh, you pick, give us a list of players and we'll choose. We want to sign who we want to sign. We want to control what we can control. I, I'm all for that, you know. Anyone who plays football manager, I'm the type of person that does that because, you know, you get people signing shit for you that you don't really want. Wagner had that. He, he, got, he had three wingers come in, couldn't play him, so he had to play fucking 5-3-2 to try and, try and win games. Cowleys have come in, they've done the thing. You know, this whole working class club thing, I always thought that was some PR bullshit to, to cover up with the fact that we didn't have any money. And... I just, I, I'm so, I feel bad for him, you know, because, I, you know, they're two blokes who were in a really good job at Lincoln. They were doing bits. We've come in, we've, we've, we've said we'll give them all this stuff. They can do what they want. They can build the club here. And, it, you know, we've just pulled the, uh, the rug from underneath their feet. And, you know, good for them for not being yes men. They're better than us. They're better than us. They'll go on to better things, Greg. They've come in, as we said on the podcast again, that we recorded and we can't release anymore. They've come in and achieved. They came in and we were wrecked. We sacked Saiwa, I think, after seven games and these guys properly started their tenure after nine games. We had nothing. We had like one point, as Cam said before, no club has ever survived in this division from that start. And they did it. They did it. Not the club, not the players. They created the system that allowed us to achieve that. Right? We actually achieved for once. They'll move on to bigger and better things. They're lucky to believe in. It's us idiots as fans that have got to sit here and watch this shit. Not them. They're fine. They're going to be paid off. They're fine. It's us. Us fuckers. We're going to be paying season tickets. We're going to be paying for iFollow. We're going to be put 1.30am watching us getting trounced next year by some crap probably again. It's embarrassing. And we are the ones. It's the fans who suffer. No one else. How much has Phil played for the club? We don't even know. How much have we all put in every year for the last 25, 30, 40 years? It's those guys that are the victims of this. And, and we continue to be so. There's nothing left. There is no money. We're a working class club. And it's working class people paying to watch working class football. And but he must just, be chucking money at the in- incoming manager, Ian. Because as you rightly say, why would any manager worth his salt be willing to sit in the sidelines, wait and see if two other blokes manage to keep the club up, and then wait for them to be sacked to take their seat? That, All right, you know, then. That's the fine, guys. Yeah, that's money, guys, that's fine. That's fine, guys. Yeah, okay then, right? But when we went for the Cowleys, they said no first off. So what did Phil go back and say then? What did he say then to get them to come back in? And why has that changed now nine months after, even though we've actually done what they set out to do? It's, it's, been, it must be being influenced. He's been influenced somewhere yeah. by somebody, which is why I relayed the, the, the Dean yeah. story. Somebody somewhere has convinced him we can do better. You know, I mean, one thing he isn't, he's the bloke's not an idiot, you know, and you know, you don't get the success he's had. And he, people going about him in potless, I won't mind being a few quid behind him. So, you know, the guy's got some money, don't kid yourself. But, you know, he's being influenced. How, how can you think, unless you've got a solution that's presented to be better than the current position, that you think that's a good idea? Somebody sold him a dream, and that's my worry. And he's a salesman, he's Phil, and speaking from personal experience, the easiest people to sell to are salesmen. 
and, and I'm worried that somebody is selling him a dream here. And, and as you rightly say, and the ones that were left picking up the pieces yet again will be us lot. Because it won't be Phil, will it? It'll be off. It'll be off to his villa well, so, in Barbados. Something, something's got to have happened behind the scenes here because it can't be based on performances or results. And that's the part that infuriates me more in that we've released a statement saying they're sacked. We haven't gone into details. We haven't said anything else. It's just, oh, they're sacked. They've come in, and since they've got here, we've been, what, 13th on the form table? That's amazing. That's an amazing result. It hasn't been beautiful football. But what idiot expects beautiful football after coming to, to inherit what the Cowleys did? You can't expect beautiful football on that. Like, there's no players there to actually play beautiful football. There's nobody there that creates. There's no fast-lane football. It's just it's not possible what we've got. So what is it that's turned the club off them? It has to be something dirty. It has to be something a bit political. Maybe not the yes-men thing that Greg said. It's just, it's just absolutely horrendous. What, and... what is the direction of the club? That, that's, that's the big question. Because you can't go all in. You know, you can't, you know, Phil, Phil is the main reason that the Cowleys came. That's on the record. What is the direction now of the football club? There doesn't seem to be any. There's, it's not been set out. At least when you know when you brought in Chris Powell, it was stability. Uh, it was horrible. He, I hated that 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 year or so he was in charge. It was terrible. You bring in Wagner. You got a vision. You're playing a certain way. We're going to try and do this, this, and this. Brilliant. Cowley's coming. You know their short-term focus was to keep us up. They've done that. That's where I think, you know, again, I'm trying to get around the club's decision. Is it the fact that you've got a chairman and you've got managers that are the, the visions for what's going to be happening next season, whether that be performance, uh, money, whatever? What what direction are we actually going in? Because that hasn't been said by the club. It, Mark Devlin comes out, gets everyone, you know, the rallying cry of positive thinking and, and all that. <sighs> Great. But what's the direction of this football club? Well, that is a question you have to answer. Just finally, when it looked like when we were saying this on, on the podcast, we, we spent you know an hour and a half on. We just finally looked like we had the stability and possibly um, opportunity for growth that we could only have dreamt of. We have managed somehow to procure, and I know that still got a lot of pelters when he came in, and I don't think it was all justified. I think there were big boots to fill after coming in um, from Dean, but. You know, he managed to bring in one of the most, the two of the most exciting prospects, managerial prospects in the English Football League. You know, they were they were a hot property, and they will be, and they will quite rightly, they will go on to massive things, massive things. And again, this is a, this is the second manager now, the second managerial team for us here in the last few years that we have managed to to to, to chuck out seemingly, seemingly. Um, for want of more autonomy, for bringing in people behind the scenes that, that won't give them the freedom that they want. Whatever the reason is, and quite right, we, we, we don't know. It could be anything. But what we do know for sure is that we have pissed away a massive, massive opportunity that a club in our state should not be having. We have a chance now to sort of resurrect ourselves, get in on an even footing, maybe take a bit of a surprise. We made some great points in the last episode about how financially we may find ourselves better off than, than quite a lot of uh, our neighbours in the championship table. That's all got pissed away. We had a starting point. We had a, something being built. We had players that come in. We had players that were playing for the Cowleys. And look at Toffolo. Exactly. He's come here. With the Cowleys themselves, and and uh, do you do you do you do you trust yourself to play for a team like this? Like, who do we think we are? There's your episode title. Like, just I, I don't, I, I genuinely don't understand how we 
I don't, I just don't see the sense in this. I don't see the sense in this. And this is why I'm letting out this incoherent babble because I just cannot get my head around to sort the facts out logically and, and why this could ever lead to a good thing. And I hope I'm sitting here in a year's time eating my words as we're knocking on the door of the Premier League, but it's not the Premier League we're going to be knocking on the door of, is it? No, it's not. Cheers for the title, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, you, you always try. I, but I, I, I got Bob brought up like this. I always try and put yourself in that other person's situation who's making that decision. Uh, you try, like I said, with Adkins and Pochettino, you know, nearly ten years ago. Like I said, with two people pulling in different directions. Ian said it. There's got to be something that we don't know, and, and I think in this day and age, communication. Fucking hell, it's my job. Communication. I. That's what I do. I. I know and understand it. The communication for the club this season has been pretty woeful anyway. And if if they are making this decision, you, you make it, but you make sure you have somebody telling them, speaking to fans, saying, this is why we've done it. We were two people. Whatever. Even even if it's incoherent bullshit, which you know a lot of stuff usually is when you're dealing with PR men, you try and keep the fans on side. And I have not seen one single fan agreeing with this on social media. Not one single fan. And, you know, a lot... We, we need to start holding, holding these people to account because we have pissed up £200 million. We have seen the parachute payments, you know, disappear from underneath us. You know, come on, Phil. Come on here and answer our questions because, you know what? I'm calling you out. I don't care. We want to know what's going on. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of support. You know, you've got fucking Leeds fans partying away. You know, you've got other clubs enjoying success who, who derided us. And then we're just falling back into some insignificance once again. You know, you know what? Just fuck off, you know. I'm pissed off. I, and I think like, that's the most, most disappointing thing for me. I, I think I'm, I'm more good for the Cowleys than I am for me. I think they... As, as Ian and Cameron, you said, that they deserve better. Um, I think the one thing that, that was pleasant when we got promoters of the Premier League for me was, that, you know, and I worked around the country, so the amount of goodwill there was for, for town and for their story and for Wagner and, you know, all of that, you know, no limit stuff. And I know it was cheesy and I know it wore thin, but, you know, it was, it was great. You know, it was great to actually, and, and now we're just back to being a fucking laughing stock. It's pathetic. It really is. At least last time when, when uh, Phil decided to sack somebody, he walked around the pitch for 45 minutes on the phone so we all knew what were coming. This time we didn't have a clue. Where's this come from? Fucking hell. Like, what, what, I just, what more could he have wanted from them? Result-wise, it, it can't be that. It's just... It's, I, I don't care if I'm repeating myself. I'm fucking fuming. No. I am. I'm utterly disgusted. I wanted them in... From the moment Lincoln beat us in the in the cup, because you could see they they'd created a team there over many years, not ten months, but they created a team over years that outperformed the cost that they put into the team. And economics teaches you that it's on the salaries paid. However, they used to overperform on any salaries paid with English players, which is quite a rarity, really. Um, I think they are two of the best, two of the best, because it is a it is a tandem. They are two of the best managers in the English Football League, without a doubt. The Premier League, Football League, whatever. They're the best. They're two of the best you can get. 
and it was a hard sell for us to get them, but we managed it and we've shat it. We've decided not to give them what they want by the sound of it. Yet we have no infrastructure. I don't understand whose toes they can be stepping on because the head of football operations is new. The CEO's new. So who is it, who is it who they're pissing off? Is it the transfer committee that brought in Mbenza and Diakabi and that shit? Who is it that they're, they're annoying? Is it just Phil? Is it an ego thing? It's kind of the way I'm leaning. And um, it's half the reason why I'm so pissed off. Devlin and Phil for me, I think. Devlin's come from a place at Brentford where everything's done by committee, it's done by spreadsheet. You know, if the manager is a, a, a Brentford-type manager, I, I, that wouldn't surprise me. If it is the case, prepare yourself for 30 signings from mainland Europe, none of whom you've ever heard of. 15 will be all right and 15 will be garbage. But it, it's, a, it's a numbers game. That, that's what we're now staring down the barrel of. And, and you know, a bit like lightning didn't strike twice with Wagner and Sievert, I'm not sure it's going to strike twice with a club being able to replicate what Brentford have done over the last five years either. Well, Brentford, just, this is... A, sorry, sorry, Cam. Brentford's the I'm, thing, uh, the, the example that a lot of people use. But people forget that, is it Bentham who owns, Brentford also owns FC Micheland in uh, Denmark. So they've already got infrastructure in place that you can tap into two clubs worth of uh, data and knowledge. You know, this, this is literally ripping up what, whatever we had and starting again. And, you know, I could see ripping up something and starting again when we got relegated. But we didn't rip it up and start again there. We went into the season receiver we went in with the same uh, recruitment team bar David Webb who came in but then he you know he's not lasted the season you know arguably the head of football operations is a job that you need to be uh, that needs to be a kind of a consistent arm of the club you know for 5, 10, 15 years not a manager these days it, it's it just baffles I don't I, I just I'm trying to justify it but it's just unjustifiable I'm disgusted. I'm I'm genuinely disgusted. Like I don't I know that more facts will probably come to light in the days to come. I really hope they do. And you know, I'm trying not to I'm trying my best not to direct my frustration and single out at certain parties and, uh, until we know more because I guess there could be far far more to this story uh, that that meets the eye. But right now at this moment, I I just want clarity. I just want some answers. I want to know why this decision has been taken. I think there's, you know, all right, we're not, we're not joint owners of the club, but we put our money into the club and we're there through the hard times. And I would just like a bit of transparency as to what is going on. I mean, I was, I was at the game on, uh, on Friday night. I, I was there um, doing commentary. I was there, one of the lucky 80 or so uh, to be there for what turned out to be uh, just a beautiful, beautiful moment um, when Emil smith Rose scored that goal. And it just came, it was just came so out of the blue. It, it was, it was beautiful. That, for that moment, I said this on the, on the podcast that we, we, we recorded before this, that moment, uh, that little slice of, of the main stand was like being on the cow shed. There was so much noise being made from everyone connected with the club. Dean was there, um, like Phil was there. And when we scored that goal, I was lucky enough to be on the commentary and I rose out of my seat. I'm punching the air with my, with my non-mic hand. And I turn around and across, across, across the director's box, I see a man jump up about three feet in the air. He's wearing a black t-shirt and jeans. And in my excitement, I didn't recognise who he was. 
he flew about three feet into the air and he's going to some rock star guitar hero air punching like scrumming giving it the, the works the works he was feeling it like the rest of us and then only two minutes two minutes later i realized who it was and i realized it was phil hodgkinson and in that moment i was so happy as i thought yes you know we can keep the soul of this pub because we've gone from an owner who cares about us and it's sat two rows in front to an owner who still cares phil clearly clearly cares about this club and he clearly clearly wants it to succeed and I, I, but I just, I, but for the life of me, I, I, I feel lucky that we've got people who care about this club, but I can't see how this could be the right decision. We had like something we could build on. We finally, we could have put some two sorry, sorry years to rest and got these managers that we do not deserve to have in. And this has been thrown away. So really, I just, I just appreciate, I'd appreciate explanations, clarity, answers, anything, just to see the plan because we're all so in the dark about this. Nobody, nobody saw this coming. Nobody saw this coming. Just look down the Twitter comments. No one had an inkling that this was on the cards. I, I just love some transparency and just to have a, just to know what is going on because, because we just seem to be devoid of any information and nothing seems to make sense anymore. This is like, this is... This is the last hour of the Netflix series, you know, where, where there's some twist comes in and we open up for, for season two, just when we thought we'd brought it to a close. And this you know, horrific period in the club's history where we've just tumbled and tumbled down the rankings. And we managed to put a stop to it. And massive thanks to those two lads who I don't imagine will be listening and don't have, I don't imagine we'll want anything to do with anything Huddersfield Town anymore. But they, 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 they Wagner made his dream. They made us have faith again. They made us actually believe that we could, we could start something and we were ready to turn the corner. We were so optimistic, finally optimistic. And so for the life of me, I just cannot seem to get any logic in this decision. I just can't, I can't see it. I can't see it's it. Clear what, it's clear why they were celebrating though there, Cam. They're cel- Phil's there celebrating because he's got his new mining because he's promised championship football and he's got it. It's like, yeah, I can get rid of these guys. We're my manning. That's exactly why he's celebrating because he must have been a aware of it when he won. <laughs> he did. I thought he's we had like, a moment. Yeah. Yeah. I can get rid of him now because I've got somebody coming in. Nice one. Great. I can get this problem off my back because there's no way again that it was uh, done over the last two days. It was it was preempted, pre-planned and um, pretty pretty horrible. But um, Well, that's the thing. That's the thing. If there's no, no, uh, no applications are welcome for this job. Um, they've, they've had someone lined up every week and I feel for them. I honestly do. And do you know what, Cam, you say about people caring about the football club? Sometimes I think football clubs are better run when it's you take the fan out of it. And I'm not sure the fan's been out of uh, Philogicus enduring it. You've, you've seen with the Twitter outbursts, you know, listen, he's, he's taken some shit off people, which is, you know, too far. It's wrong, you know. I think there was a couple of death threats in there or something as well. The abuse he's got is wrong, but you got to set the fan out when you're making decisions, and Palmy thinks that this is this is it's a, it's a knee-jerk reaction to the fact that we, you know, listen. I will quite and be honest and say, you know, we haven't scored for twelve hours in open play. We look pretty crap. But is that the Cowley's fault? No, that that's that's and we list. You know, we can list it. I think we're going to probably do a podcast on this in in, in the near future where we list every single bloody mistake that we've made. It's every single one of them mistakes has culminated in this season. And the Cowleys have come in and they've managed to keep us up through clever recruitment in January. Emil Smith-Rowe, you know, he's, he's, he, re- he kind of reminds me a bit of uh, when we had Martin Kelly in, in League One. Just, he looks far too good for us. A bit like Ben Chilwell when 
Chile was here playing left back. He looks like a different above. Even people like Andy King, I, I won't keep him. You know, I don't think he's good enough. But he's coming with that experience. We recruited reasonably well in January. But that's so it, what Greg. They... We did, we did, we did, we did recruit well, though, right? But now it's all fucking gone, isn't it? Like there's no continuity. It's all done. Yeah. We, we, we've yeah. built a squad. We've built a culture. Cam talked about earlier. Lossell's run sixty yards to celebrate with who? The Cowleys. He's gone straight there to celebrate. Everyone's at one. Everyone for for fi- finally for this season, we're all together. They're all celebrating. Like, yeah, we stayed up. And two days later, Phil's done this. So as you were saying, man, we've worked so hard bringing in such a continuity, such a such a belief, such a something that w- that was missing. The squad was empty. There was nothing there. It was vapid. It offered nothing. We had a team. They've built a team out of shit. And now this has happened. Yeah. It, honestly. I... You know, season ticket sales. It might, we, we, we might be going back into a stadium next I don't think we will, personally, but how can you sell the club to fans at the minute who are, who are like, oh, should I put my hard-earned money into the club when you're making decisions like this? How do you sell it to them? I don't. I don't think I want to either. You know, do you think... When... Sorry, Greg, go on, mate. No, no, you go, Gaz. I was just going to say, do you know, is it arrogance on Phil's part? Does he think he doesn't have to answer to the fans? You know, he, he built his business single-handed and does he think that, therefore, he, you know, the way he runs his business is how he runs his football club now. It's his club, it's his decision. There are no ramifications. Succeed, it's his success. Fail, it's everybody else's fault. I, 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 I can't, I'm, like you guys, I'm struggling to articulate the frustration I'm currently feeling around you know, the, the fucking, you know, we've shot ourselves in the foot massively. Uh, and I'm with you, Cam. I think the Cowboys will go on and prove Phil massively wrong. Those guys are destined for the Premier League, I'm telling you. And, and I think despite what's gone on today, they'll be highly in demand over the summer. They'll find a nice job, thank you very much. And they'll find their way to the Premier League in the next five years. And, and we'll be the ones probably still scratching around in 16th in the Championship slash top end of League One at that time. Somebody popped it on to Twitter when we put out we were doing this and said it feels like it's uh, the Marcus Stewart decision, you know, the sale of Marcus Stewart. And I think it is. I think, uh, let me, I'll have to drop, I can't, sorry to whoever said that. I've got six bloody things open and when we're on Zoom and I'm recording it. So, but I think you're right when you say it's a bad decision to sell Marcus Stewart. I just, you know, people said that when we sat Lee Clark, you know, it felt right for me when Clark went, even though people disagree. Um, I think he took us as far as he could and you kind of look at his management record since and, you know, you can see that was justified. But, you know, you look at their, these two blokes' management record and Cam said it last week, Of all, this was a new challenge for him and I think they've come for it really well. You know, they've, they've worked their way to the top and, you know, honestly, it's that feeling to record a podcast two hours ago where we're feeling so positive. That West Brom result, as Cam said, it brought faith back to, to the fans. It's gone. It's gone. And you can see that kind of... I, I, I know I shouldn't use social media, but it's not like you can go out and see people. You know, I talked to a couple of lads at the cricket club yesterday about town, and, and there was a sense of we were actually going in the right direction. It's gone. It's, it's just gone. It's going to see. And, uh, yeah, 
I think that 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 sums up from everyone's point of view. To be honest, it'll be just interesting to see who we bring in. You know, um, I think whoever comes in, they've got a bloody tough job. That's for sure. And uh, I think they're going to be lumbered with these with these duds. I, I do. I'm I, I'm convincing myself that you know part of this is that 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 somebody's telling Phil they can do better with these people who've spent. 18 million, 15 million, 13 million on. So I'm now feeling even more depressed knowing that those those fucking wastrels are likely to be wearing blue and white stripes next year because somebody thinks they can get them to trap a ball without it travelling 60 yards. Well, if you look at as well the ones who we, who we have been, um, who we've been enjoying seeing in blue and white this season, who used to say they're not going to run a mile now? Would you, what would you want to be here? If their job, if, if, if the Cowley's jobs aren't safe, and they must have had the safest jobs in the championship, right? They, they, they have outplayed themselves and they've lost their jobs. What's to say that players' jobs are safe? They're going to want to hang around here when they've got careers hanging in the balance. The likes of, you know, Ari Toffolo, Lewis O'Brien, that sort of thing. Yeah, are they going to want to hang around here and, and, and see and live in precarity like that? Or are they going to want to push on? And it's the same as we said on, on the, on the, on the um, episode we tried to record before. Uh, loan signings are so crucial. I mean, it was two loan signings that scored the both of the goals in, in our most important game of the season. If you're, if you're a Premier League manager, do you want to loan a player out to Huddersfield with all the shenanigans going on here? It, 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 just, seems to, it just seems to shake everything up that we knew and that we were grateful for, all this feeling of unity, and, 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 and just josh it into Narra Canal. And I'm going to spend the rest of the... Uh, whoever comes in, by the way, they're going to be compared to the Cowleys, because they're going to be like, well, I thought the Cowleys could have done better. So their entire time here is going to be, well, the Cowleys should have never gone. That's what's going to happen. They're going to have to not only perform for town, but they're going to have to be compared against how the Cowleys go on it's another, it's another poison chalice. It is. It was when Cywork came in. Personally, when he came in, I thought he was brought in as a bit of a fall guy. I thought he was brought in to readjust expectations. And I don't think that's something that's commonly thought of. But I, I think he was brought in just to, to do a job, to be replaced pretty quick and, um, and, and for fans to accept a little bit less than what most clubs that get relegated from the Premier League seem to get. And... Um, Oh, to, fo- to follow to follow the Cowleys with a squad as we discussed before that is is going to be quite difficult to turn over in high numbers this summer. We've paid too much for them. They're on high salaries. No club's going to come in to come in for them when um, coronavirus has destroyed um, attendance, finances, um, and the only thing left is TV money. It's going to be a stagnated squad again, and we're gambling on somebody new coming in and finding some sort of rhythm from the off. We saw how hard it was for the Cowleys to adjust it after just seven to nine games, depending on where they came in. We're expecting somebody new to come in. And personally, I don't think it's going to be somebody British. I think it's going to be a bit of a hand grenade, as, as Dean Oyle called it before. I think it'll be probably probably from Europe. I, don't, I, I can't see anybody better lower league. So, so who are they going to go for? They're not going to, Phil's not going to make the same mistake twice, in his opinion. So he's not going to go for somebody else that wants to overhaul a a team from top to bottom, he's going to probably look abroad to try and repeat what, what we achieved with Wagner. It's a gamble. And how many times can one club gamble? Since Wagner left, it's just been gamble after gamble after gamble. And every single fucking time we've lost, we've lost, apart from me and the Cowleys in, that was hard and expensive. 
And after 10 months, the relationship seems to have broken down and Phil shat it and got rid of them. Where, where do we go from here? I mean, it's, the most telling thing is the way that the Cowleys were talking after Friday night's game. I don't think they saw it coming. And listen, business is a cruel world. I'm sure all, you know, I mean, I'm a bit younger than you two. I'm only joking here. I know you're not that old. <laughs> um, but like, business is a cruel world. And I've seen it from where I've worked. I've seen people get sacked quite badly, you know, um, you know, I don't want to drop drop anyone in it, but these decision you have to whoever makes that decision has to live with it, and they will then have that on their kind of CV, as in Phil Phil will we will remember that forever, and unless somebody comes in and does a Wagner, I think um, I think a he's losing the fans, and b if we relegation you talk about a gam. Us gambling, we are literally that bloke who keeps going on roulette machine, putting it on red, and it keeps coming up black. We are. What happens? You run out of money, and you have to leave. We'll leave this division if we're not careful. I think like we, finally, we finally we won, won our state back, and we finally won our state back. It seems, and we've just lumped it back on again. It's just, where, where, where does it end? Where, where does it end? I think, Phil, you're probably right. And, and like you, I had a quick scroll through social media and, oh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not good. It's not good, I think, Phil. Phil, absolutely. If he doesn't pull this one out of the bag, then, you know, he's a dead man walking as far as the fans are concerned. He ain't. He ain't bought himself any time with this decision. I think you're right. The cowards didn't see it coming. Uh, you know, and, and talk, you know, you sack people. And these things happen in business. You know, people come, people go. The difference is that you deal with it with integrity and, and certainly from the outside looking in, integrity is not a word that seems to float around our football club, certainly not at the moment. You know, how can you, how can you treat them blokes like that in that manner? You know, that, that, that's a, if that's Phil's position, that's fine. That's a position they should have been well aware of long before now. You know, if he wasn't happy with elements and aspects of it, it shouldn't have come as a surprise, should it? They wouldn't have been talking about next season like they were if they thought they were up the street today. I mean, look, just look how they were celebrating. Look how they were celebrating the West Brom game. They, they, they were in the hearts and the sleeve, as they always do. You could probably pick it up on iFollow, just the, the constant shouts, the, the grilling, the drilling. That, they, were, they were just putting everything into that, heart and soul. Like They, they fought tooth and nail. You see Danny Cowley's uh, uh, interview saying how little sleep he got in the week, two hours sleep to try and prepare to keep us in the league. But this guy, this, this was his life. This is what they put everything into. The amount of homework these guys did. They were um, travelling around the country. They were watching games. They were, they, were, they were scouting everything. They took it all on themselves. And if that's not what we're rewarding at this club, if we're saying, no, no, that's too much. We just want you to turn up on a Saturday and, and run the team. Then that's not good enough. And, as I said, okay, I, I, I doubt it. There might be a, I don't think there's going to be a reasonable explanation. There might be an explanation, but let's hear it. That's, that's what we want. We want an explanation now. We want clarification because on the face of it, this looks a, an abomination. This looks an absolute abomination. I want to know who's we. The, the statement says we feel we. Who's, who's we? It's not me. It's not Phil. It's we. Who's we? Is it Mark Devlin, CEO? You must have a say. Who the fuck's we? I want people to be answerable for this decision because when it turns out in six months it was a wrong decision. That a bit of a questionnaire saying, "Do you feel like it's the right decision to do it?" I'm not saying I'm not saying the populace is the 
the best um, sensors for football decisions. But it's like 94% of people are like, no, that's ridiculous. 94% of people are against the sacking of the Cowleys, yet the club are 100% behind it. Who? Who's behind this? Why are they behind this? We are the owners of the club. We are the stakeholders. We are the people that are here forevermore. We, we, we have a right, in my opinion, to know exactly what's going on, what deserved them to be sacked. Because I'm sorry, but I'm not buying it's just a, different, a difference in vision. Because that just, that, just, that just can't be the case. Not with the way Phil went in to get them here in the first place. It just seems, it seems like something's gone on that we might never know about. I hope something's gone on, because if it hasn't, it's worse. Because if, if this is reactionary based on the football that we've played, it's fucking stupid. If it's based on something that's gone, be, gone on behind the scenes, then who knows? But it's just put us... Two days ago, we thought we weren't in. We thought we had some security, some stability, something to look forward to. New signings coming in, grafters, performers, 100%ers, expecting a decent performance every week, limited, limited on the finesse, but heavy on the effort. And now we've got nothing. And like you said, we saw all the players celebrate so hard with the Cowleys. The Cowleys aren't there anymore. Lossell's gone back to Everton. He's not coming back. Oh, are fans going back? Are people want season tickets? Who's going back? At this rate, it's going to be Phil in the box. And uh, Cam commentating a bit more fist pumping next year, probably. <laughs> uh, do you know what? Gaz said it to me when, um, when he was on about integrity. Do you remember that club charter that we used to have? Or uh, do we still have it? I don't know. The honesty, integrity, all that bollocks. How the fuck have we followed that? If you can't even follow what you aspire to be, what do you become? And, you know, stop with this nonsensical PR nonsense, working class club, uh, integrity charters and everything. And just, if you're going to do that, follow it. Follow your, 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 follow what you say. Don't be hypocrites. And unfortunately, the club have once again been hypocritical with A, how they've treated the Cowleys, but B, how they've treated the fans with this. Um, you know, it's all right, Mark Devlin coming out and doing a YouTube video saying, oh, you've got to be positive. There wasn't much to be positive about when we were we were doing that because, you know, we our second podcast, I think, um, we said that. And it, it wasn't just the football we were on about. We were on about the last two years. And if you... You know, it's it's hard for us to be positive because I think Alan Nixon or somebody put it on Twitter. We, we'd seen before West Brom sixty four out of the last hundred great games of defeats. You know, these lads have come in; they've done a really good job, in my opinion, and they've given us passion they're back. They've given us hope back, even when we can't get to games. The people sitting down watching, either on iFollow or on Sky, we're still invested in some respects. Am I really going to be invested on Tuesday night? Probably not now. You know, am I going to be invested next season? It's going to be hard. Unless they're bringing in Mourinho or a big top manager, what fan is going to be that invested? You know, have we seen something else, uh, you know, out there, foreign manager Ian mentions, or have we seen, you know, Wigger in a state? Should we get Paul Cook in? Look what he's done. Wait until he announced Mark Hudson. I tell you what, I think that'll be the end for a lot of town uh, fans if that happens. I, I tell you what, I wouldn't put it past them. You know that that whether you like it or not, they can argue that that's a that's a a strategy. 
Lee Bromby promoted from within, Mark promoted from within, you know, Paul, uh, Devlin's coming from Brentford who recruit in a different way. You know, we have a structure for it. I'm not saying I agree with any of that, by the way. Can I just caveat that? I think that would be absolute bollocks. But I won't put it past him. I really won't put it past him. I mean, all I can say is time will tell. But, you know, there's four of us sat here having a chat and I think you can tell from us four. And I'd regard everyone here as being quite mild-mannered and, and not judgmental. And, and there's been a hell of a lot of swearing in this because we are all rightfully fucked off by the football club. And football, sport in general, if you whatever sport you follow, it isn't just a hobby. For a lot of people, it's it's a love. It's like an extension of family. And you know, when when you as a fan get treated like this, and it, it just feels like you can't. Why invest my time? Why invest my money in this football club? Because the decisions, it's just not. It's just not on. Really, really not on. Um. I mean, I mean, we we put it out to Twitter, you know, before we came on Ian and Cam and and on the town social account, and you know, I think we've covered a lot of what's been said, but you can just see the um, the dismay amongst the fans, and I think that ultimately is going to last for longer than they expect it to. I always said that the day at Wembley, you know, I I was there and I saw my club promoted to the Premier League. A day I never thought I'd see in my lifetime. You know, I was there with my son and, you know, we got football together and, and I always said I knew that was going to be the peak. And, and for me, that was still better than the year than, than when we stopped up in the Premier League. But fuck me, I didn't expect the crash to come so quick. No, you're right. You kind of expect a decline, like a slow, slow burning decline with a few ups and downs on the way. But it has literally been, you know, Wembley probably that night at Stamford Bridge. Aside from that, it's just been it's been terrible, and the beauty of you know that season when we got promoted as well was the journey. The journey from then on for this football club has been dire, and you know I saw Amazon Prime uh, reply to Tom's uh, uh, statement on Twitter. It's just like Jesus Christ, they've missed an opportunity here. They've been in this club this season from Paddy Power to uh, Sievert sacking or not sacking to this. The material they would have had would have been absolutely joyous, you know. For me, as a fan, I would have loved to watch that. And uh, you know, gents, I don't know how you feel, but I think we could all. Don't want to speak for you, but I, I, I just want some answers. And uh, you know, Ian said it a couple of podcasts ago when Dean Oil came under any pressure, he'd do a Q and A at Canal Side or down south in a pub with London Terriers. We've had none of that really. Um, it's all right, Phil going on other podcasts, and but they, they don't, nobody asked him the tough questions. Nobody will actually ask him the key tough questions because they can't. Even the examiner, you see what uh, Stephen Chicken going on Town's YouTube channel. Who's actually asking the tough questions to the football club? It's got to be the fans. We have got to start asking those questions because nobody else is willing to. And and I for one am sick of it. And th- there needs to be some accountability because. I'm done. I'm really done. You know, I've all, I've all, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, cricket's probably my number one sport. It's the one I really care about. Football, in recent years, I've, I've kind of lost interest. This year, I picked an interest up again because of the Cowleys. And, you know, I'm starting to become a little bit dismayed with this. And I just don't, I don't know. I, I'm pissed off. I think you can tell that. 
from my incoherent rambling. So, gents, I think we've done enough. I think we've had nearly an hour of ranting. Um, thank you so much for, for coming on at short notice, especially Cam, Ian, Gaz. Cheers, lads. Uh, we had a lot of questions on, on, on Twitter. We tried to cover it. One, I'll try and finish on a light note. This is from Ollie Fisher. He's on about the diversity of pie fillings at the ground. Gents, what are your thoughts on that, just to finish off? Should we have some vegan options? Yeah, and then let's sack them next year when they've been really well received. Fucking hell. A little bit of vegan a nice options. little humble pie being sold in the air. Cal should have do this. Boom, boom. <laughs> Gents, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for listening, if you have listened. Um, I'm not going to edit this. There's so much swearing in it, I just can't be bothered. Um, we'll see you next time. We might do one after Millwall when we have a manager, if we have a manager. And hopefully, and I don't want to be asked to Mark Hudson. I hope it's not him. Thank you so much. Goodbye.